0: hello and welcome back to keep calm and carry on and happy new year (laughs) how are you guys doing out there how was your new year's eve i mean was it quiet did you go outside and raise a glass ours was pretty simple we stayed in and uh, watched some films ate some nice takeaway food which is lovely and sat on the sofa and that was about it i did speak to a few of my friends though which was lovely um So I hope you guys had a good one. And hopefully next year will be a little bit livelier. I'm so looking forward to getting back on our stages very, very soon. It can't come quick enough. I need to sing. Anyway, this week we have a fantastic guest. She grew up in front of our eyes on our TV screens way back in Brookside early days. And she's graced our stages in musicals like Chicago and Legally Blonde. And of course, back on our TV screens, she did the Fantastic Dance Mums and we watched all those crazy antics of dancing and studios and parents. How she dealt with that I do not know. And of course I wanted to talk to her about The Phantom of the Opera, the movie. I promise you this woman does not disappoint and I'm so grateful she's with us here today. So please welcome the gorgeous Jennifer Ellison. Jen, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, absolutely great surprise only in the circumstances. But yeah, um have, I'm, I'm good. Have you dropped your kids off this morning? Have they gone back into school? They went back yesterday, yeah.
1: So it was oh, like God, was that? Well, mine didn't go back. Some kids went back before um they broke up, but mine didn't. So it's yeah. been like six months of having them by my side and Oh my god! I was sure just, i just—I was like a mix of mixture of emotions because you know we've never experienced anything like this before, have we? Of course, but then yeah. you know, as a performer, you never have this time with your kids, and um, no. so it's been—it's been kind of so many emotions. It's been lovely and so precious yeah. to spend that time with them because I'm normally running here, there, and everywhere, and um, but then it was great giving them back. <laughs>
0: after, yeah, because you've, you've got three, haven't you? You've got 3 have not you have got is it three boys you've
1: three got? Three little boys, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, I think all that's been under
1: 10. Yeah. So trying to sit there and do, you know, kind of reception work, year one work, year two work, and then year five work. I was oh like... Oh,
0: my God.
1: But my eldest little
0: boy, I was like... I can't remember how to do this, I was thinking to myself. And it's the different methods, isn't it? It's like, you you know, it's basic maths, but you're like, I didn't do it like that. I know,
1: (laughs) and it's like, I'm going, your tens, your hundreds, and your thousands, and then I'm going, you borrow one from over, and he's going, mum, you don't do it like that. And then long division. No, no. (laughs) It's so, mad,
0: isn't it? It's so crazy. So if you I mean I know for me I've got two boys and they have been my house has turned into a jungle gym and it's like yeah. they're so active and you know when you when you're a pretty active family and your kids are doing football and uh, you know musical theater and they they're here there and everywhere to suddenly have all that stop and to be like the sole entertainers of them it's been crazy for me. I mean have you, I'm I'm assuming that's the same for you as well. Have they because they were doing nothing? Nothing. Um.
1: I mean, the, the school that they're in is great, so they had kind of a full timetable, so yeah. straight away they went online, so that helped. Oh, but that's good. we are like a family, who are out doing things, you know. I've, yeah. you know we're, we're here, there and everywhere, and the boys are really active, so I just praise the Lord that I had the three of them because they kind of entertained each other. Yes. Um. I mean, my house turned into i a tip. I literally was falling over Lego and standing on dinosaurs and you know it was like oh I literally did it was just a it was a nightmare having the three of them. But then it was kind of it was it was easier because they could play together Very and cute, I was thinking yeah. of all the little kids who were do you know, on their own and I was just thinking yeah. with the mums and dads, I was thinking oh just the mums or just the dads and I was thinking, what are they doing? Yeah. It must be it must be so difficult.
0: I mean, I, I wanna talk about your your school later, but um I mean did you carry on online? Did you carry on teaching and have all them all your kids online?
1: Yeah, so um basically as soon as we went as soon as we went into lockdown, um, we were we kind we of speaking to our funders with the college and they were like we really need to to because obviously yeah. it's government funded and it's just like a you know, a normal school. They're doing the qualification, the B-Tech and the HNC, HND. So that needed to continue. Yeah. So straight away, we had to go online. Right. Um, so it was kind of, we had like a weekend to kind of get everything prepped, everything organised and it was almost like, <laughs> we all just went into this kind of mode of <laughs> right, this has got to happen and then on the Monday morning we were all online and, and delivering, re- delivering remotely. Um, so then the dance school then went online and it was, it was a lot easier than, than I expected and, you never ever beat that one to one, and that being in a studio mm. ever. But hard, I think it—I it, think it amazed me how you can still deliver like this. Um, it's definitely not the same. However, yeah. it is doable.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, let's take it back because I want to know what, like, going back from the beginning because you've had mm-hmm. such a career and such a such a varied career. You've done so many different things and it's all in the, all in the entertainment industry, which is amazing, but you've been so diverse and gone in different directions. And it's, it's been amazing to watch how sustainable and how you've developed and done all these different things. But take me back, because I think you started in dance, didn't you? It was, mm-hmm. it was what inspired you. And did you have a, an idea of where it would take you? Did you, did you have a dream of what you wanted to do? Or was it, was it just kind of an organic journey? It's crazy because um, I've got a, a college now and a lot of the kids go to me, I
1: don't know what I want to do. And I go, that's fine. I yeah. never, ever did. I really yeah. didn't. All I knew was that I wanted to perform and I wanted to be out there. Um, and it was dance. Um, my very first agent, I was I, I was dancing at, at the time in a local school called Elizabeth Hill. Um, and I only started there when I was about seven. And then by the time I was nine... I was a world champion in Modern and Ballet. Oh my um God. so I just kind of anything I, I just I just loved it and I'd put my heart and soul into it. Mm. Um and then I was just sat on a a, a counter in a chip shop at my dad, he was ordering <laughs> the Chinese in Liverpool. <laughs> and this lady walked in and she was like, Hello and I had my dancing school tracksuit on and she was like so what's your name? And she started talking to me and I was dead talkative as I've, <laughs> never, I've always been. So I was like, she went, what, what so what do you want to do? And I went, I don't know, I just want to be famous. Like, <laughs> And she was like, she went, oh, so anyway, she was an agent.
0: Wow. Um,
1: so then she got in touch with my, my dance teacher and she then put me up for, I think it was like two commercials um, and I got to dance the last few and then the third audition when I was 12 was Brookside Wow,
0: um, that's massive. Isn't so it? I never so actually, yeah,
1: I never actually wanted to be an actress. Yeah. Um, it's really strange because through my dance, I got, an, uh, through my dancing, I got an agent who then put me up for what everyone in Liverpool went for at that time, uh, yeah. which was Brookside. And then I kind of, I know it sounds terrible, but I learned on the job. Mm. Um, I literally learned everything about acting and, you know, about TV
0: work while I was while I
1: was working there really
0: yeah we spoke to to, um Claire Sweeney as well and you know talking about similar things you know it happened kind of circumstantial almost and then it it kind of it drives a lot of your you know having that such that exposure so early on drives a lot of what then happens in the future Um, 100% did you then just do it alongside school and your dancing I mean were you were you just doing still everything and fitting it all in
1: yeah, so we kind of went in. The Shadwicks, I was at played Emily Shadwick, and we went in on a major storyline. So mm-hmm. it was like a big, massive explosion that happened a bit in a petrol station. So it was all night shoots. So I was doing my GCSEs, like kind of studying for my GCSEs, yeah. whilst working from 8 o'clock in the afternoon in the evening until 8 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> and then I'd go home, after a few hours sleep, be in school for lunchtime. And it was all, you're talking what? You're talking 20... Twenty years ago, yeah, so yeah. there was no like there was none of these legislations where the children had to be chaperones because only be on set for so long. Yeah, I yeah. was like
0: staying on time. set, yeah.
1: yeah, and you know, kinda of, I was catching up on, with the schoolwork myself. We didn't have a shop. Cha- we didn't have to do schoolwork on set. Yeah, um, it's so different now. Um, so but then I was kind of doing my GCSEs, still doing my dancing. Um, I was a senior associate at the Royal Ballet School, so I was traveling to London and Birmingham every weekend. Oh my um, God. And, and doing blue side
0: <laughs> yeah. so I guess from day one all oh, from day one from very early on you had all, all these different kind of strings to your bow like straight away and you had to pull yourself in all these different directions I mean has that did that influence you later on like to to just keep doing lots of different things or did it did yeah. it maybe stop you to actually focus or calm you know calm down or or did it just drive you to continue I think I think if I was
1: to focused on something I could have been probably more successful at it but i didn't i just kind of when when i was when i was a kid my mum used to make me do everything so i did me tap my ballet my modern she t- used to take me for soprano lessons singing lessons wow. and i remember getting into this car every wednesday after school and it used to be in a place called bootle which was like <laughs> an hour away from us and i used to hate it and my grand used to take me and I used to think, why is she making me do this? But then that opened the door then for Phantom, the movie. Of course, yeah. Because yes. if I'd have never, have, um, if I'd have never have done those soprano lessons, I'd have never have been able to sing soprano, which was why they couldn't cast the part of Meg Sheary, because yes. they needed someone who had that level of ballet. They needed someone who could sing soprano, someone who could act, and someone who also looked very young for an yeah, age. yeah. So then, that opens probably the best job of my life. So that's why I always say, people go, "Oh, I just want to do this and I want to do that," which is great if you know exactly what you want to do. Mm, mm. But sometimes it can close other doors yeah. if you just if you just say, "I'm an actress" or "I'm a singer."
0: Um, I think nowadays you've got to be able to do everything. We well, also never know who's casting what. You know, if you go in mm. for something that you perhaps not you don't think you want or you're gonna get you don't know what that casting director is also auditioning for at the same time. No. It could could open up to another show. Um I do definitely. want to talk about Phantom, I will come to that definitely. Um but after like so after Brookside, I mean you were in Brookside for a little while, then then what happened? I mean did did, did you then look for another T V role or 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 were you again just looking to see what happened next?
1: When I was in Brookside, this kind of, this bubble started to happen and it was between um myself and the guy who played my, my husband in the show, it was called Tin Ed and Emily. And basically what was happening was Channel 4 wanted us to do this spin-off series. Right. So like a Bonnie and Clyde. So they were basically saying that we want you to do Brookside but then the spin-off series because they saw how popular the ratings had gone and everything. Mm. Um, but then with all that popularity and I was kind of doing a lot of because the press for the show, a lot of men's mags and things like mm. that. I was getting so many people like giving me offers, so the the, offer, the offers was just so tempting.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd been there for seven years and a record label came in with it, with the offer of a, um, to do some music and record an album. I was just like, you know, I was 19 at the time and I just thought, I'm gonna go and do it. And so I left Brookside um, and went off to record that.
0: Um, I had two top ten hits, which was brilliant. I, said, I read that amazing. I mean, I do then, remember you kind of being a like I, you know. I obviously remember you being in Brookside, and I remember, you know, you doing music. But then, as I was as I was reading up about you, you know, last last week, I was like oh my god you know a couple of top 10 hits that's amazing I mean I I think I remember you being that person that just did everything but can't you know can't remember the detail of it but that's incredible that you just suddenly went for this album and then hit got you know top 10 hit that's incredible
1: yeah um it, it was like a dream come true being 19 and filming you know your music videos and then going off and you know doing your radio tours and like Doing all the high parks and all yeah. the... It was like in the summer when we used to do all the live... the live kinds of performances. And it was a dream come true. Um, I, I did love it. And I was just about to release my album and then...
0: I got um Phantom. Yeah. God, did that happen that early? Oh yeah. my god. Wow, this is when I feel old because it <laughs> you think it's only like, you know, a couple of years ago Well, I know it's longer than that, but things happen uh-huh. so quickly. So t- let's talk about Phantom because um you know, like exactly what you said, uh theater is is not an easy cast really. It's not be you have to be able to do a lot of things and especially something like Meg. Where she's gotta be a proper ballet dancer, really serious. And then she's also got to sing soprano as well, which is a really mm-hmm. difficult thing to cast. You know, you get one or the other, but it's to get somebody that can do both is is really unique. Um did you do the show before you did the film? No. You just no. went straight into the film? Yeah. Oh my god. The pressure of that. I mean that must have it been was, that must have it been was. full on. I just kind of
1: I just didn't actually Realise what it was until I turned up kind of for the first day because my agent she always plays everything down to me because I suffer quite badly with nerves yeah so I'll never ever ever forget it she was like um I was up there doing some radio promotion and stuff and she was like Jen she said there's a guy who wants to see you he's a very good friend of mine um and he wants you to go in and just have a little chat about possibly doing a role in a movie and I was like oh okay now you've probably had these calls about a million times and you sit there and it's like, yeah, we haven't got the funding yet. Um, yeah, yeah. We're going to approach this person. And yeah. you're like, okay, okay. So I just went in, I had a pair of dungarees on and there's David Grinrod and Joel Schumacher <laughs> who were basically one of the biggest <laughs> casting directors and, you know, Joel Schumacher cast, uh, did Lost Boys, yeah. Film Booth, Batman. And I walk in just like, yeah. And they're like, okay, so... and. I just had this conversation with him and I told him about everything that I'd done and he'd obviously, he asked me to sing and asked me to read a little bit. And I was like, I'd never seen the material before, obviously, but knew the show. And then he offered me the part on the
0: spot. Oh, my God. Wow, that's, like, that's unusual. That's really rare. I
1: know. So I was like, I just, I walked out and I was like, I actually, I was like, what have I just auditioned for? Yeah, like what happened? But I think, I don't know if you get this, but I think because I put so little pressure on myself, mm. it, the audition was so much better because normally I'd be like, right, okay, sitting in my bedroom, yeah. reading and reading and reading, going over it and over it, and then turning it inside out and back to front, and yeah. I'd have gone in shaking, and I just think it was, I don't know, it was just one of those things
0: that are just so bizarre that you can't hardly explain. And how was filming? I mean, was it... You know, you'd obviously been on 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 TV sets before. Was this your first film? Was this was it slightly different? I mean, suddenly it's musical as well. So that I it guess was that's just literally like we were filming it in Pinewood Studios, mm.
1: um, and it was just the, even the, the chandelier. The chandelier was flown in from Paris, um, wow. made by Swarovski, and all the sets were made in these big units. So the theatre was like completely made, and you're know, the <sighs> This the um the masquerade steps, oh my goodness, it was just I've got goose pump pumps oh, now and wow. all the underwater, all the layers, everything was just like it was it was a multi-million pound film set, mm. um which just literally took your breath away. So we filmed for twelve months, so we were oh, in That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, we were there for like twelve months. So it was like became like our life and we got yeah, so yeah. close to everyone and it was just a dream come true because the people who we were working with were just, you know, Miranda, Miranda Kieran, Simon Callow and yeah. just, just, Emmy Rossum, Gerard Butler, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was oh, just like, yeah.
0: he, was it and weird? Every week it turns, I was like, oh, All these amazing people. Well, and like and rightly so, you should be right in the middle of them. Was it weird when you went to see it? Did you go? You know, go on the press night and was it? I mean, did you watch yourself in Brookside? Did you have you watched yourself previously to, or was it odd to suddenly see yourself on this big screen?
1: It was a completely, completely different kettle of fish because we went to the premiere the first time we saw the, the film was at the premiere and we walked. We walked in and it was just like they put the chandelier in the middle of the room and Shirley Bassey was there and oh my it was just like and then we went to the the New York one also and like Michael Douglas, Catherine Cese Jones, everyone was there. It was just like I was just like wow. That's why I I, I can't actually believe I actually filmed it to be honest.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It was just it was just amazing. And what did you think when the first time you came on on the screen when you're watching? How I mean. It, were you on your own? Did you go, did you take someone with you? Were you how was that? I was with my mum and it's kind of,
1: oh, the opening
0: so title is where, you know, the, the theatre, like the dust sheet comes
1: off and mm, everything starts yeah. to come to life. So just watching that, you get goosebumps, don't you? It's yes. like, so that whole thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in this movie. And thinking, oh, and then seeing me, little me running on, I was just like, I can't even describe, it was just... Oh, it's amazing. I cried, I laughed, I pinched myself. I, I thought, oh, I don't know, it was just... And it's something now that my little boy used to go, When were you in a film? And it's on oh,
0: Sky all the time, so
1: they're
0: oh, like, is that you, mom? Oh, that's so <laughs> lovely. I mean, that's the ultimate, isn't it? The, yeah. You impress your children.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I don't look like that anymore, but yes, so that's me. <laughs>
0: There's a lot oh, more to me now. <laughs> it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Um, so, so theatre. I mean, you've done lots of theatre. You did Chicago and you did War of the Worlds. We we, yeah. we both share. Um, was theatre something on your on your radar from 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 a young age because of performing? Was it something that you kind of wanted to do, or did it come up later from you know coming off TV? Did it come as just a, a an option as such?
1: So I'd always wanted to play Roxy in Chicago. Um, oh. I always remember there's a, a like a, quite a prestigious um, modern award called the Janet Cram Awards. Yes, um, and I, was... I remember the crap Oh my Do goodness! You remember, I the remember.
0: Yes, I mean I never got to them, but I remember yeah. them. <laughs> so I was in the
1: Junior Janet Cram and. Um, I actually ended up, it was in Sadler's Wells in London and I actually won and Ruthie Henshaw was just opening in Chicago and she presented me with my trophy. So I was like, that was like, oh my goodness. And my mum took me, because we never had much money at all when I was growing up when I was a kid and my mum had saved all this money. She took me to see it and I was just like, wow, because she just presented me with this trophy and I was like, that is my dream. And (sighs) I was just kind of like, I am going to play that role one day. And, I just from a from I was what I must have been ten
0: yeah yeah
1: so yeah, I was yeah. like I'm going to play that role and then as soon as I came out to Hell's Kitchen, um they were auditioning for it so because my my profile because you know what it's like when people are getting booked for things my profile mm-hmm. was quite high they said would, would she like to come in and I was like would I like to come in oh. and I know lots of I was like there's Bonnie Langford and this and I was just like oh my again I was like this is just like another kinds of surreal moment. I'm actually here auditioning for Roxy um with all these incredible performers. And
0: then I got I got offered the part. So yeah. Was was Chicago the first musical you'd done? Yes. Yeah. And how did you find was it how did you find it? Was it different I, to what you'd experienced before? was it harder I, I to yeah. I
1: loved it um obviously Boxy is quite nowhere near as demanding as what you've played, but it's
0: quite a... I'm sure it's up there. No, it's nowhere
1: near what you've played, but um, it's quite... Because you don't really leave the stage and there's lots of dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, I did find it tiring, but it was like my dream. I I must've been like you with just walking out there every day and and doing something that that you've loved
0: since, you know, it was just, it was unreal. We'll be right back with Jen in just a moment but if you have enjoyed the season so far please hit subscribe and you can tune in to our final episode next week which is a real special episode. I'm so excited. We recorded it back in the end of the summer and we also did a live video that you can see. We actually live streamed it but I think they're going to re-release it so you'll be able to watch my special guest and uh, there'll be a few little extra bonuses in that too. But I will tell you about that more at the end of the show. If you have enjoyed the episode so far, hit subscribe, leave me a review, because I love to hear what you guys have to say. And also, if you want to tell your friends about us, that would be wonderful. We love to get this uh, podcast out there. So tell your friends, spread the word, so more people can just keep calm and carry on. Okay, back to Jen. Did you feel any pressure? Because, you know, especially something like Chicago, and it's... It's always um, it's cast with with pe- really familiar people that we know, household names. So people are coming to see, you know, Jen play Roxy. Did you feel that pressure of 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 being there all the time? Because it's tough. You have got to do eight shows a week. You know, your your names outside on the on the billboards and your pictures everywhere, all over London. Did you feel? I mean, you know, did you feel the pressure to be there?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I, I really did feel pressure because i just kind of, as I've just been saying, I'd gone from this whole little audition in, in Brookside to then going, it, it, things snowballed. Yeah. So then I was kind of, I'd only gone to a local dance school. I was in a West End show playing the lead and I didn't really, had no training as a sense. So they were like, okay, go downstage, right? And I was like...
0: Well, stage oh, man, right. that where's no, that
1: I, yeah so this is why I'm like to my kids now like from my babies I'm like don't stage right because all the things that
0: yeah.
1: I fell on and you know and didn't know I'm just like you should know this yeah, isn't yeah. you know, as a performer so I was like I felt a bit I felt very intimidated I felt very insecure because you know you're Mum was Shannon D Clarke and AJ oh. and Jane Casey and you know so they were gorgeous just gorgeous like,
0: people though would all just been so brilliant with you they know did helping and, out and
1: and John Bannerman was me Billy Flynn so he was just
0: like <laughs> <laughs> maybe not John maybe John would have given <laughs> you a tougher time yeah he was just
1: like <laughs> in so it, a brilliant it was way. a gorgeous cast but oh. I felt like I didn't I shouldn't be there do you know what I mean I felt like a bit yeah, of a cheat. That
0: imposter syndrome thing that do you know what get? I
1: mean I felt like people were like they've trained and trained and trained and you know, I've done so many West End jobs and proper like and I was, there's little old me like that I just come from Brooks Hi you know, so I was kinda <laughs> oh, I did feel. But then once I started getting into the role and stuff like that, then you know, I I, I kinda of settled in and stuff, but it was really, really intimidating at first. Because you don't
0: know how it works. You don't, you don't it's it's not that with anything though, it's like a lot of people that do theatre for a long time and then they suddenly go and work on a TV set and again it's completely new you don't know any of the lingo so you're kind of feeling it out and sussing it out and it happens the same with going on a film set I'm sure it's different you know it's yeah you're just sussing it out on the time did you have because when you're in a I mean I'm sure it was the same when you're in the film or, or or any big show as such like because you're thrust together with these with these people and you become that unconventional family for a year or however long you're doing the role for and then you come out the show and you're kind of ripped away, and it's it's an odd feeling. Did you? I mean, I talk to some people and they say, yeah, we, I sit and sobbed, or some people are like, no, I couldn't give a monkeys. You know, everybody's so different. I mean, how did how did you feel? Did you get any kind of come down off it? You know, is it? Yeah, is
1: I, it? I think um, I'm one of these people who um, I don't know when I form a relationship, that's it. They become like my world. So you become yeah. this little bubble, don't you? And it's yeah. And they, you, you, you're spending your day, your, all day with them, you know, your evenings with them, you're mm. going out for meals with them. Yeah. And you actually, it was a little bit strange because I thought they were like, and a lot of them still are, but like, best friends forever. And like, we'd yeah. be as soon as we finished picking up the phone, like, should we want to meet up again? Should we go for coffee? Yeah. But a lot of people just go vroomf. and they then, do. And it was like, and I did get a little bit of a, of a come down actually, yeah. It was like, Whoa, because you put a hundred and ten percent into these people, and then mm. and and kind of put your other life on hold a little bit for them, and then when they leave the job, some of them don't phone you again. They
0: don't. It's something, <laughs> you know, yeah. and
1: it's, kind it's of... Weird. so when you're young, yeah, when you're young, that's kind of when you first get to get to kind of experience that. It can be
0: hard, but then the more jobs you do, it's the norm, mm. isn't it? Yeah. You know. And, yeah. You do save good friends with some people, though. You know, as well. I think when you go into a when you're a bit older, especially when you have a family and everything, you so much to balance and and deal with. You you know who you're going to stay friends with, and you, yeah, it's so it's brutal. A totally diff- yeah,
1: it's a totally different kettle of fish now.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. Talk to me about War of the Worlds because it's something obviously we we've we've both done and had an experience in. It's a completely different kind of show because it's in arenas it's it's a it's almost like a I don't want to say a cult but it has that kind of of has that following that people are obsessed with and it 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 sells out people go mental for it and and I mean I I Jeff was wonderful and it was such a great experience and again I had a great team like you talk about but Mm -hmm. how was your experience I mean did you have did you have any weird you know uh, people come to the show that have seen it billions of times and i'm sure you have <laughs> it's just
1: um it's their life and life, like it's their everything isn't it and yeah. i've never experienced anything where you are an outsider coming into their world yeah. and not just not just the band and not just the kind of the creatives and everything but the audience yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. the audience own the show they do so it was kind of like um it was, the, it was probably one of the most surreal things I've done because I've never actually felt like the audience owned the show as much. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like... And they're very judgmental and they're very passionate about it and they're very... Um, rightly so, because it's incredible and it is. It's so unique um, and absolutely incredible. We did, like, a, an international tour and it was incredible to be a part of, like, going out to those fans who were just... Absolutely obsessed with the show, mm. you know. There's no
0: better feeling, is there? No, it, it it was completely different, and and because the show is, it's kind of like a cross between a concert and a musical. It's like, mm. it's it's that mishmash. And for me, it was like I, I'm not quite sure how I need to play this to start with because we're in arenas. I'm, it's all through. Um, uh, you're all on radio mics. You it's you're all the band is on the stage. But you're playing a show. It's it's the yeah. weirdest thing. It's so strange, know. but fun, but a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. I mean, you've done a bunch of other shows, you've done legally and calendar girls, which I I think is incredible. Um. Have you had a Have you had a show that where you've kind of taken it on and then thought actually this uh, this is too much, or or have you just kind of taken it all in your stride? Um. No, I don't. I
1: think. I actually think the only time I've done that is when I did a pantomime and it was, like, straight after having the baby. And oh. I was, you know, I was kind of, like, I oh had the God. baby. I had the baby in the 22nd of September. And then in the November, I was on stage um, in oh my Blackpool God. doing a pantomime. And I I was just, like, I'd had a cesarean section as well. So oh I was just thinking my to God. myself. So I had to stop breastfeeding so I could go on stage and... It was one of them torn things where you think, you know, that's a lot of money for at Christmas yeah, for my family, yeah, yeah. and you think at the time, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll just it. bounce back. I'll But it out. I just thought, why have I done this? Yeah. Um, and it affected, it affected me as a person. I, it, I just wasn't the normal me, and that yeah. I, I kind of was going through a little bit of like postnatal depression after having the baby as well. So I was just literally which, thinking which to myself, this? this is my last one. Oh, so this okay. is Charlie. So I was just thinking to myself, why have I done this? Why have I kind of, you know, and then Christmas Boxing Day, I'm going to leaving the kids. And and then that was when I kind of said to myself, I need to decide what I want to do. And do I want to be spending every Christmas doing pantos, which are brilliant Mm. and they're great fun and they are a great chunk of change for, you know, for a little period Period of work. Yeah, but, and I just said, I've got to make a decision whereby I either keep doing this every year or I make a decision for me and my family. Um, And that was kind of the, the turning point where I thought, I need to start changing things up.
0: That's interesting. That's amazing because, I, I mean, I've gone through exactly the same thing. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, you've got three. <laughs> How do you juggle? I mean did you make a conscious decision to go right I'm going to start a family now and and I'm just going to carry on with my career or I mean how do you juggle it all especially with them being at school and I mean you're so busy are you kind of do you have to really think about what you take when offers come in or you know because for me it's it has to be a discussion and we we have our little tick list of 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 things that it has to it has to be um Mm. but yeah how do you get around that so
1: basically it was kind of gra- of a gradual thing with me. Um after I had Bobby which was my first I did Calendar Girls which was brilliant because all oh, it was like six women who were all mums. Yeah, yeah. Who were all like, you know, when my husband came with me, so it was brilliant. Yeah. Um we had a great time and f- fantastic cast. Um, and Bobby was a baby, so it was it's great. They're
0: portable, they can go anywhere, yeah.
1: And then the next job that I got offered was Singing in the Rain in the West End, um, which was fantastic. We got rented a little um, apartment in Chiswick and I'd travel in every day and, and do the show and Bob was there with the baby when I got home. Gorgeous. Yeah. But then it came to the point where Charlie, Bobby had to be in school. It's a game changer. And that was when it all changed mm. and... It was like, Bobby got, was in school, and then I got offered Legally Tour, and I went and done Legally Tour, and then I was on tour with Legally, and my grand took really sick, and my grandma was like a mum to me. She was the yeah. one who took me to all the dancing and did everything with me, and she became really really ill, and then she actually she actually passed away while we were on while oh, we were on tour, and that's at the so point hard. I know, and they were like. You know you can't go back for the funeral, and I was like, I've got to go back for the funeral. So yeah. I was just like, so all this is happening in my head, and I'm thinking I'm away from my family. My little boy's getting dropped off and picked up from school. This isn't where I wanted to be as a mom. My grand's passed away. I can't go home. And I just, I just said I need to have something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I just thought the needs to. I can't. How long do you keep doing this for? You mm-hmm. know, when it's it's hard when it's. That's putting, you know, that's paying the bills and that's it's like paying difficult. your mortgage yeah. because you're so you've got to say yes to these jobs and you've got to say yes to the panther and you've got to say yes if that's all that's coming in. So it was at that point where I th- said, I'm going to do something else. And you know, I was got pregnant with, with Harry and I was as another baby on the way. And I thought, right, what have I always wanted to do? And it was always I always wanted to open my own college. And I was like. I'm gonna start putting the wheels in motion for that. Um, so I just started a little Sunday academy in a, a little local school. Yeah. Um, and it was just basically, um, a full day, ten o'clock till four o'clock, and you did uh, drama, singing, and dancing. Three classes in the morning, three classes in the afternoon, and that's how it started. And that just progressed
0: and progressed and and it's got huge i mean it's got it it's got so successful and it's it's such a brilliant brilliant thing to do to be able to give all that you know it, what's brilliant i think what you offer is that you you've done it and you do it still you mm-hmm. you can speak from experience i mean i've gone into various colleges and done little workshop days and because i think that they they want that experience of people actually living it but you're doing yeah. that so that's so brilliant that you can provide that is it uh, is it something that you... I mean, you're very hands-on. You teach. You have... Uh, you run it. You do You do it all. Do you ever ever see yourself stepping back from it and letting it kind of run itself?
1: Um. I mean, I can see... I'd love to be like a Bessie Lane who just turns up to the auditions and just goes, <laughs> but we're far from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of... I, 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 I don't know. I think my passion is really here now. Um, yeah. And... I love training the, the students and I've had yeah. students now. This is the first year that one of my jelly tots is now in my college. Jelly tots. So it's like it's
0: like,
1: you know, so I'm i kinda like, I've seen the progression of them now, and then yes. now they're going off to work and and also it's providing a lifestyle for, for us all as a family mm. where I don't have to go and, and and I can, I've got a tick list now. It's yes. not yes, yes, oh on my agent and going is there anything there for me just say yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it is a tick list now and and there's very few jobs that you know I'd love to do another drama I'd love to do you know yeah. a real northern drama but there's very limited things now that I that I feel like I, I really want to do yeah absolutely
0: absolutely yeah. so um I can't not talk to you about dance mums because I mean it's well it's just amazing and Two i I mean, talk to me about it. Did it did it change did it change the school? I mean, did it suddenly did you suddenly get in, inundated with applicants because of dance moms or how So basically
1: what happened with dance moms was um the the show had been bought, the format had been bought in the UK. So yeah. lifetime had been so they were like, We need someone to front the UK. So Contacted me and I was like, I didn't even have the. I I, I had my son to school, but I didn't even have a premises. And yeah. they were like, okay, so we need you to come and do this. Um, we'd love you to kind of like be like an Abby Lee Miller character, but you know your own kind of thing. So I'm thinking. My I, I train my any of my students now they're like me they're like me children mm, um yeah. i don't yeah. i don't train my students the way abby lee miller does <laughs> so the whole time i was doing dance moms <laughs> i'm literally no she's she's a fantastic trainer and stuff yeah. but people have different ways of getting uh, they go- do goodness out of students yeah and, um i just kind of i'm not like her i don't train mm. my kids like her um I'm a little bit more... Cos I think it's cos I'm a mum, I'm a bit more nurturing. Yeah. Um, So I hated every minute of dance mums, if I'm being honest, because I wasn't being me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... And also, the second series, we were in my building, and I've got, like, lovely mums and dads coming in to bring the babies to Baby Bally and Baby Tap, and then I've got the film crew barging past, and one of the mums going, and I was like... So it kind of got to the stage where it was really bad for the yeah. school. Um, yeah. And people were kind of scared to come because they thought I'd be screaming at them and shouting at them. Yeah. So, on one hand, it was fantastic for the school
0: because it kind of got the exposure. But then it was awful. <laughs> oh
1: my yeah.
0: God. Well, I guess you, you know, you're your biggest advert, aren't you? People see you out there doing stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, you did Hell's Kitchen, not not ages ago and you know it, people see you all the time and that's fantastic for the kids to see you out there doing it um yeah. hell's kitchen oh my god fair play to you I would have had an absolute I would have killed over and died I think I, that's my most stressful thing ever yeah. being in the kitchen I mean I don't like cooking anyway I'm terrible at it and I, I mean I love it I love those kind of programs but being in under that stress how did you cope with that i mean oh my god did you won did you won didn't you i won yeah yeah um it was i
1: went in and i I, like i think this is why i won because i had the biggest journey kind of i went in and i couldn't boil an egg i was like literally the only thing i can cook is chicken nuggets and chips and (laughs) i went then and like that it was sounds about like, right for me and it's literally like all of a I was like <laughs> and I think because I ended up being you know we we did have we had two weeks training with Gordon so we didn't kill anybody and um, like health and safety and stuff and and then was we he we very were like,
0: different in the training to what he was on the te- on the program
1: he's fab you know he really is he's really, great and like really the things that you didn't see was the first night that we got all the covers out because there was, like, loads of stink in the press because people were turning up and they weren't getting fed because we just couldn't do it. Yeah. The first night we got all 70 covers out, he was, like, he, he sat up with us. He was, like, come on, Rob. He bought us all wine. He stayed oh. in the kitchen. He ran home to... Because he runs a lot. So he ran home from Brick Lane to his house, got all his kids out of bed and went, they did it, they did it. Oh. And he was, like, so passionate about it. Um, and such a lovely man. And, yeah. he, like, he does get... pieces in the in the kitchen, but no more than, you know, a theatre a- producer or a director. Would, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in a tech rehearsal, you know, it's just kind of...
0: Do you think you could take it, to, like, take the pressure then because you are you were used to that environment, like you say, being in a show where it is very stressful and there mm-hmm. are a lot of people getting very stressed trying to do their thing. Maybe, maybe that helped because it felt like a show almost, you know, being in that, I guess, being filmed and being... In the kids. Definitely, yeah.
1: yeah. We used to I said to people, one of the um the press did like an interview and they were like, Why did you find Gordon Ramsay so easy to work with? I was like, because I was going to London every weekend when I was 16 and yeah. you know, working with these really back Bush ba- Ballet mistresses who were just yeah. like, you know, you just it's just a different type of discipline when you train yeah, like that. It is, so yeah. it was just kind of I don't know, I just kind of took it in my stride a little bit. Oh. I mean, I was terrified at some points. Um but I, I'm afraid of, I'm not afraid of hard
0: work, so I just kind of knuckle down and did it.
1: Have you? Has it changed mm-hmm. your
0: cooking at home? Yeah, has yeah, it? and
1: that's a life skill. Oh. It's like so funny because I say I got taught to cook by Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> and I got taught to I got taught to skate by 12 Twoflindian.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> well, I wanna well I want to talk about dancing on ice because um, again it's it's a. I love the reality programmes where, where you're where you going to learn a skill, where you're going to yeah. do something that you come out of it. I think that's brilliant. I mean, I I think I'd like to take on the jungle, or Strictly, obviously, but yeah, like Dancing on Ice. Um, and I'm surprised, you, you, you haven't you have done Strictly yet, have you? No, no. Surely that's on the list.
1: I'd love to do Strictly, but I think the, but, but I, Denise has done it now. They, at, at first, when they were casting it, they were saying that they weren't using anyone who's, got dance experience
0: but right, yeah yeah I think they've changed that a little bit now so so suddenly being on ice I mean I've yes. started a tiny bit and it's quite terrifying to suddenly have to move and use what you know you know you're very aware of your body you know obviously how to move and how to dance but to suddenly be on ice I mean how was that that must have been terrifying like, oh, crazy. absolutely absolutely <laughs> terrifying. And it's all, I
1: used to sit and watch it on Sunday with a yeah. glass of wine and I'd go, I'd be fabulous on that. I could do I, that. I, I could do that. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd be whizzing on it. I got on it. Even my husband was like, Jen, you're so bad. I was like... <laughs> he went, you're so slow. He went, you're going that slow, you're about to stop. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, everything in dance that you're taught to pull up and to kind of, you know, to tense, it's the complete opposite it's on ice. It's relaxed and,
0: you oh, know, into God. the
1: ground. So... Every time I got scared or something, I'd pull up, hit my toe pick, and hit the deck. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know,
1: so it was like it was it wasn't. Going good.
0: against everything that you've
1: yeah. that your that body's every...
0: geared to do. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: and it was absolutely terrifying.
0: Terrifying.
1: It? It's like opening nice of a show. Um, but with something that you're actually it's like, it's like not knowing your lines on an opening night of a show. That's the thing. do you know, that fear, yeah, like I have this yeah. reoccurring dream that Oh I'm, I do. That I go on stage and I don't know what I'm doing. I get that. That's how I felt every time the live show oh started. That music, dun, 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 and I go because hey. it's something that you're just not good at doing, and you know you're not good at doing it, and you've got nine million people tuning in oh to watch it, God. and it's just like. Ugh. I hated Do
0: you it. still skate? Now? Did you? Did you not? Did
1: I you loved not... it. Yeah. But I hated before, I hated doing it because I knew it was no good. I couldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> i love that
0: do you still oh. skate now or do you is it is no you, you, no. <laughs> no 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 we'll need that skill we'll just we'll just get rid of that one. Oh my yeah. god um talk to me about it's i think because it's something uh you, you know we have a lot in common family work and and that and talk to me about fitness because you've done lots of different things you've done some fitness videos obviously from a young age you've danced. You, um, it beca- it's part of our lives because usually mm-hmm. you're you're dancing for me as I've got older it's been I've had to really try to exercise and to, to keep my, my myself fit and active mainly for my boys because I won't keep up with them but it's being being seen on a stage or whatever you know you have to keep to a relevant mm-hmm. a relative fitness I guess what's your experience with having to be fit without doing a show um and again if with you it's really public which is really difficult I struggle I really 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 struggle
1: um I'm I'm one of these people who like I every day I go on Instagram and I see you doing your fitness and I'm like I really need that motivation honestly it's I have to put it on there I else I won't do it <laughs> it's like all or nothing with me it's like yeah. I either I'm a hundred percent kind of in fitness and training and eating well and you know, really looking after myself or I kind of go into a little bit of self destruct where I'm like I put weight on and then I kinda of think, well, don't you care. know, what's, yeah. the what's the point? And it's yeah. kind of it's it's a yo yo with me. It's terrible. Yeah. I really need to kind of that's something that I really need to kind of focus on at the moment because I have put weight on again and you know, I you know you don't feel as confident, you don't feel as good. Yeah. But it's just been like a lockdown thing and just kind of drinking and eating
0: too much oh and my god it's it's so difficult and it, I for me it's a it's it, I think it keeps my my mental state well because I yeah I, especially as I've just got older I think I I think having that half hour or having that you know to go and do that yoga session or whatever it is which has been really difficult in in lockdown just gives me a bit of kind of quiet time and solace definitely a hundred
1: percent because it can be difficult because it's just all go, go, go. And I think mm. having that time for you, like it, it happened to me the other day and I, we've all been enjoying ourselves over lockdown and me too much. And it came to the point where I went, right, we've got, we've got to go back to work now. So I put <laughs> my jeans on and I was like... <laughs> so I was like,
0: no,
1: this oh. has got to change. And it's I was like...
0: oh hard though, isn't it? When you're a parent yeah. as well, when your body has changed. I mean, you've done it three times. I mean, I... I Doing it twice, your body changes, and it, it's just harder to, to stuff doesn't happen like when you're younger and you just go and do a week, yeah, dance classes, it just goes boom, and then when it you're, falls it's off. just so hard. It's so hard. I know. I think we're all super women just sorting out life and being parents and having a career, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. massive, anyway. But um, I've booked to start my PTS next week, so oh, I'm starting back. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? A hard. little bit
1: of it. But they end up with being like Haginian sessions. <laughs>
0: there. Yeah, yeah, mind you, mind you. Yeah. Talking so. me not to drink wine at five o'clock. That's the problem. I know. Um, to, uh, I mean, I could talk to you for hours because I could, you know, oh. you're just wonderful and, and you've done so much and I've only really scratched the surface of it. But um, a couple of things before I let you go. Have you had a moment throughout your career um, uh, that's been just... It just blast out all the others. That's the real high point that is just really special. I mean, I'm sure there's loads, but I think I
1: think to be honest, the the pinnacle, the best ever experience was Phantom, and I think walking into that that premiere, um, I never in a million in a million years ever thought that you know from where I grew up and that I'd be in a Hollywood movie um, mm-hmm. ever. So that and. I think that it actually came on on lockdown. And the moment for me was my boys because yeah. they've they're all like sometimes they'll like a few of the friends in school go she's on Dance Mums, or if we're out someone'll go Brookside. So they kind of get mm. it a little bit. But then seeing the faces when they actually turned on the telly and they were like, oh. Mum? and it was just like so that's probably cause that's that that was probably the best ever cry, thing I've ever is. done. But that was like. You know, you must have it because your boys have probably, uh, did, 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 did,
0: did the ever see it? A bit, They Yeah, a bit. They If I go and do like a, a panel on the, the right stuff or something, they'll yeah. find it hilarious that I am was sat in the, you know, feeding and breakfast and then I'm, on, you know, for yeah. like half an hour later, they see you on the, they find it funny. But yeah, they, they if it, it's if they hear something on the radio, they go, oh, that sounds like you, mummy So that's oh. quite, that's nice. I do like that. Um, Would you like them it, to see you in a show? Yeah, they've. Yeah. Uh, my eldest has seen me do Wonderland and absolutely sobbed when I went through the looking glass because I disappeared Aww. and I had to call him in the interval to go. I'm fine. I'm still alive, you know. Oh. Um, but there's, I don't know that. I don't think they're that. Fred might be he's still young. He's still. He's only four. He might. He might, I think he's got something creative in him. But yeah, Alfie can't sit. still, He doesn't want to sit still for that long. He's not interested. He wants to be running around. He's not. Yeah. He'd rather me go and play football with him. <laughs> he don't Definitely, care. not bothers, <laughs> Which I no, love, no. you know. I love that. I love it because yeah. it normalises it all, and I think it—that's brilliant. Well,
1: mine um, only got through the first, the first scene, and then they were like, "Yeah, i have seen enough first, of this." <laughs> yes, yeah. And then
0: they get—they're not—they're not old enough, are they? Either no. to appreciate it. I guess in time, to, years to come, you'd like to think they might appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I guess on the other end of the spectrum, have you had a moment that's been. Really tough and really like a low point that just sticks out, you know, harder than perhaps some of the other times.
1: I think as a as a woman, um, I'm proud. I can't, and I completely understand why it happened. But I went in for legally in the West End. Um, it was straight after I would had Bobby, and it was kind of like about two months after I'd had him. And I remember walking in, and, and you just know yourself that like you're not right, and kind of like I was yes. like. And you just think, and but everyone talks you around. And my mum was like, don't, don't, don't doubt yourself. Look at what you've done. You go in the there with your head right? held high. Go and sing the songs. Come on. They just don't understand it. So you walk in and you'd rather run round Piccadilly Circus than walk into that audition room. You'd rather run round Piccadilly, Piccadilly Circus naked, actually, than walk into that audition room. <laughs> and you walk in and there's the panel there. And you're like, please oh, help me. I know awful. I'm not right. And then I walked out and... My agent phoned me and he was like, Sometimes as an agent, you have to have these conversations. Um, oh. and he said, But I've had um, the casting director on, and she said that if you want to continue to work in the West End, you desperately need to get back to your Chicago figure. Oh, and I was just like, that's Pit Pearl, that's hard, and I was like, But it was true, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it is but the industry that we're in, and it was kind of like it was my first baby so I just didn't yeah. I didn't understand that like still of,
0: two months after your first baby that's, that's soon that's
1: and amazing. they were like but we'll
0: see you for Paul S and I was like no I'm alright
1: thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the horror isn't it suddenly when yeah. you go into that 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 you're not principal girl anymore you suddenly go to that yeah. mum bracket you're like no when did this happen
1: why I know I've only oh. just had one baby it's, it's,
0: oh, oh it's it's brutal this industry can be so difficult and so hard, but you know you're you're, you're amazing and you've done you've done an amazing may had an amazing career had having and you know and you're an inspiration to a lot of young people which is brilliant and i know that loads of there's a lot of theater people listen to this that are going in and, and going into college and they're going to love listening to your story so thank you so Aww. much for sharing thank you now before i let jen go i have to ask her my final question that i ask all my special guests if you could look back on your 20 year old self And give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give. What would it be of how to keep calm and carry on?
1: Um, I think just, you know what it's like in this industry, it's highs and lows constantly. um, And the highs are incredible, but the lows can be so low. um, But you've just got to kind of see the bigger picture and you've got to realise that you know it is kind it's almost like a wave and you've got to you've got to kind of take you know the the lows with the highs and don't lose focus i see so many because of all these reality tv programs and overnight success and overnight stardom and i see so many young people getting disheartened you know if they don't get the first job Mm. if they don't get the first casting if they don't get the the 10th you've just got to keep going keep going keep carrying on keep calm you. <laughs> keep, and carry on, carry yeah. on? And, you know, and don't lose faith hmm. do not lose faith um because if it can happen for me it can happen for anyone
0: oh oh you're very humble and it's oh. been gorgeous to talk to you today thank you so much for giving oh, us your time i know you. you're super busy and uh yeah it's it's lovely to see you and hopefully i'll see you out there soon in the actual real world and we oh, won't be locked down yeah. anymore <laughs> oh Bring thank you so work. much thanks jen thanks oh, Have a lovely thank day. you Mwah. Well that's it for another episode and we only have one more left this season. We're going to record season three, though, don't worry. But next week, I have a corker of an episode. I have not one, not two, but three special guests, musical stars. The thing we have in common is that we've all starred in the show Wicked. So, yes, it's a Wicked special next week. Ah, you don't want to miss it. And there's also a live stream video to go with it. So keep your eyes peeled. This week, um, I recorded a little concert back in the summer uh, with my dear friend, Craig. Adams in a beautiful studio at the Umbrella Rooms and singing some songs, my favourite songs, Um, some on my new album, Feels Like Home, and if you want to check it out, go to youarelive.com and uh, spend an hour with me singing some songs. Well, I'm going to let you guys go, thank you so much for tuning in, it's been wonderful to hang out with you guys again, I hope I've kept you entertained. Thank you to my gorgeous producer, Martin, at peroxidemedia.com. And of course, the lovely Jennifer Ellison. What a gorgeous woman she is. And I wish you all the best for the future, Jen. I know you're just going to keep smashing it. You're amazing. And that's it. I shall see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week, whatever you're doing. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.